Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, my loves. Our loves. Hello, you're ours. <laughs> Welcome to the New Truth Podcast with Catherine Daniele and Kate Harlow. Um, so happy. I mean, I think every week forever, I'm going to just say how happy I am to have you here and <laughs> be looking at your beautiful face. Um, I missed you so much when you were gone. I miss this too, but it feels so good to be back because there's yeah. plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> I mean, never when it ending. comes we're to dating and relationships, we're voxer each other nonstop. And this and this, there's so many episodes. So the new truth will go on forever. If any of you are concerned. <laughs> um, and today on episode 148, we're going to talk about how to trust yourself in love. And gosh, this is so important. And this is at the root of all relational dynamics and patterns that play out is that we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust life. Like that's like the missing ingredient in everything. And Would the biggest, the biggest pain for me around watching women in love and relationships. And if you don't trust yourself, you are susceptible to bad dating advice, susceptible to narcissistic, abusive men, susceptible to following someone else's path for you, you know, being told what to do. Like you can't be in your power without self-trust, but it's actually impossible because then you're it's, living a life that's not your own. Yeah. And when you say that, I just think of all the women, like I wonder how many millions and millions, maybe billions of women on planet earth have gotten married because they weren't trusting their own gut and they were trusting some somebody else's pressure or somebody else's story or something they thought they were supposed to be. That's like one of the most common stories of the old paradigm is saying yes when it's actually a no. And I and obviously women do that in many ways that that hurt us so deeply. So I mean, self-trust, it changed my whole entire life. Like I think of when I before I trusted myself, I, I didn't trust myself at all. I, I remember back to like gosh, I used to ask my friends, I wouldn't even date someone if my friends didn't think that he was cool or like everything was about everyone else's opinion. My entire life, what I would wear, how I would act, how I'd talk. Everything was about um, making sure I was liked by everyone else. And I just think like at the time I just lived with chronic anxiety. Like I was riddled with anxiety and I would wake up in the night like, oh my God, you're doing your life wrong. You're going to be alone forever if I was single or um, you're with the wrong person if I was in a relationship. Yeah. But it was just like this constant, the saboteur stories in my mind were so loud. And I thought that it was just 
real, like <laughs> what was actually happening. And I lived with chronic anxiety, which is such a painful way to live. And I think that that's become so normalized in our society. Like it's just normal to have anxiety and just go to the doctor and take a pill if you have anxiety. And it's just normal to have anxiety disorder. And it's like, no, it's not. It actually is your body is screaming at you that you're not listening and it's not your fault because nobody taught us to listen. But our bodies know and our minds are constantly having us make choices that are building our faith and trust in everybody else's perception of us and having it create continuously um, erode our own trust. I think we have to talk about how this happens. Like women not trusting themselves starts from birth, right? Like if you didn't have parents who supported bodily autonomy, right. Who weren't attuned to you and, and tracking the things that you would say. I mean, it's unbelievable to me now. I don't know how to not talk about having a baby now <laughs> on every episode. So I hope you people get don't to. get sick. It's of, who you are. Don't get sick who of it. You are. But <laughs> you know, there it's, it's interesting because there's, there's so much shit. I mean, there's so much shit online about dating. There's so much shit online about parenting. I mean, we yeah. are in information overload. And nothing has changed my relationship with my baby more than actually watching her, being present to her, not saying, well, online, it says that the, her nap should be at X time, like, or she should be doing X, Y, Z. There are, you know, suggestions. There are certain things that we want to make sure are happening, but if you're following some rule book and script, you're actually not present for your child and her body babies let you freaking know. They let yeah. you know what they need. Crying is not a bad thing. Every two seconds, I'm reading someone freak out about their baby crying. Crying is how babies let you know what they need. It's, it's not bad. It's, Oh, let me pause and breathe and find out what she needs. If a parent overrides anything for you as a child, like you express, I don't want to do that, you know, or, um, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't want to hug that person or what's going on. This doesn't make sense to me. And they invalidate like that invalidation is the beginning of you losing trust partnered with, especially for women, this idea that there is a right way to be a right way to behave, a right way to dress, a right thing to say, right? And now we're in good girl, right? Now we're in everyone being set up to be codependent. And I've been thinking about that a lot because we now say online is what Cosmopolitan magazine, just like nothing's really changed, right? All the stories that were on the magazines are now online, but women don't trust themselves because they're looking outside of themselves for what the right thing is to do. And the moment we live in that dichotomy, and I love when you even just were talking about your anxiety, it was about, am I with the wrong person? Am I doing this wrong? The moment we're in the dichotomy of right and wrong, we've lost ourselves. Yes. I love choose your own adventure. Hey, life is choose your own adventure. There is no right or wrong way to live, right? You're not wrong if you go against your parents' wishes for you, right? You're not wrong. I was, I was talking to someone about this last night. I moved in with Andrew after two months. Many people could say, oh, that's wrong, Catherine. I trusted myself. I wasn't in a place of I'm moving in with him because I'm afraid he's going to break up with me or I'm moving in with him because I'm in a fantasy about who we are together. I moved in with him saying, and if we break up, I'll be okay. 
but this is what I want. And I trust this experience. It's so painful for me, women not trusting themselves because the world has all kinds of ideas about who we're supposed to be. And that's not going to stop. It's never going to stop. It's never going to, because it's around parenting even, right? Like what's a good mom? What's the right thing to do as a mom? And it's been the great, I mean, it's been hard for me actually, because I was a new mom, right? You better believe I was looking up what the right thing to do is. But after, you know, a couple of weeks of making myself crazy with that, I was like, okay, hang on a second. Women since the beginning of time, we're doing this without fucking Google <laughs> and, and books and apps to like track their babies, naps and feeds. I, I can do this if I get so present to my body and it was hard, right? My body was compromised. I was flooded with hormones and all that. So when we talk about anxiety, when we talk about over-functioning women, when we talk about women who have no idea how to be in their body, this is going to be really, really, really hard. But the way you come home to trusting yourself is slowing down, starting to be willing to listen to yourself. Journaling is such a powerful practice. And if you literally, you don't have to know what to write in a journal, right? You write all the thoughts that are spinning in your head that you can't make sense of. So you get them out of your head and on paper. And if you keep letting your pen hit the page for several pages, eventually you'll hear the voice of your inner wisdom. Because guess what? And you say this all the time too. You don't become a queen. You're not becoming the heroine. You're remembering that that part of you already exists, right? Removing out of the way all of the things that keep you from hearing your own inner wisdom. And you can't trust yourself in love if you don't trust yourself, period, yeah. right? Like if you don't know who you are, and that's why we did last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, please do it. Most women are moving through the world, looking around saying, tell me what to do. Tell me who to be, you know, what's the right thing to say as if that's somehow guaranteeing you're going to get the result that you want. Cause I want to also address the women who, and I'm sure you have clients like this too, if some like, oh, well, I said what the YouTube video says and he didn't respond. Mm. Like we now are thinking that there's a way to guarantee the results that we want if we follow the script, which is why everyone falls for it, right? Like, oh, if I say this thing, then all men are going to want me. Like that freaking book, How to Make Men Want You. Like, are you kidding me? It, then that leads to the shame. Like, oh, I've done it wrong if I don't get the results I want rather than I trust myself to handle whatever happens in my life. That's actually what self-trust is not about control, not about perfection. It's saying, I trust I can handle. I trusted I could handle Andrew breaking up with me. I trusted I could handle Andrew being sick, right? When plenty of people told me to break up with him, <laughs> you know, you, you've been saying, and I'm sure you'll say it now, like trusting yourself dating, like, cause there's never going to be an enough information. Like it's at our fingertips now with Instagram and, and podcast podcasts huh? and, and books. <laughs> and you can, there's a difference between I'm receiving things and letting it be filtered through. Like, let me, let me try that on. Like, that's what I want for women when they listen to our podcast, right? Like, huh, let me try that on what they're saying, or let me try on getting honest with how dating has felt for me. And maybe there's something that's off. It doesn't have to be wrong. Right. But if you are going to be the creator of your own life, you have to be willing to say, my body's going to let me know truth. My body's going to let me know what's going on. And then at some point I have to be willing to take the risks because obviously trauma and attachment comes in with not being able to trust your body. 
yeah. um, and your mind, because it's a whole, it's a whole thing, right? If you have trauma and attack and attachment issues. So it's the thing I want the most for women is this yeah, like more, more than anything else. Me too. I feel like that is what the gift that both of our work provides for women is building that inner, that connection to the inner guidance system within. And also to, you know, when we're in a state of looking outside for the answer, and I'm so glad you brought up Google and podcasts and looking for information out there. It's like, oh, this person, you know, I must try this new, this new, you know, diet because this doctor with three PhDs said this thing or this and how we glorify and pedestal other people. We even do it with doctors. It's like my doctor said, da, da, da. And it's like, we're constantly taught to give our power away. My teacher said, this is a bad paper. And it's like, but wait, I read this paper and actually love what I wrote, but my teacher says it's bad. So now it's bad. Right. And we're constantly like, we're programmed from every angle from such a young age to look to the outside to see even little kids riding their bike. It's like, am I doing it? They're looking to us, to our reaction, our expression to see if they're doing it right. And uh, if we don't rebuild that connection to that inner GPS or the inner guidance system within we don't have, uh, I mean, here's the cool thing though. It never, it never leaves us. Like every woman I've ever worked with, who's had a traumatic experience, a bad situation with a guy or a date or someone they had a bad feeling about marrying or what, whatever the thing is, doesn't have to be about relationships. Every single person I've ever worked with knew something was off, but their mind didn't the, the, the feeling doesn't come like that gut, that guttural response that, um, you know, run or sick feeling or whatever it is. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't have a script attached to it. You don't necessarily know why just like something feels off. And then you like, if you actually just keep your attention on your experience, you eventually will figure out you, and you might not even figure out exactly why, but it will be clear. Like I think of this with dating that I've experienced lately. Like I went on some dates with a guy and like something felt like it felt, it was really nice kind of in my head and it, it was nice conversation, but something felt off. And then on the second date and like, even in the text between, I started to see like this blamey communication style and, um, this like, uh, infl- like all these, all these flags that just felt so bad in my body. But if I was in my mind glorifying the person, and putting him on a pedestal and because we had great conversation and mm-hmm. I haven't had a connection with a man in a long time since my last excursion. And so I could have easily talked myself into continuing this experience, even though my body was, it was very clear in my body. And so how you stay rooted in your experience, you have to, you have to really, really, and this is so much easier said than done, but there's so many layers to how to do this. Um, but you've got to let go of the result. Like if you were dating, if you were on apps, if you were on dates and you're trying to, you're trying to get something from the other person, like how manipulative, like men are on dates, trying to get sex, women on dates, trying to get a husband or whatever. Like, obviously there's women doing the opposite and men doing the opposite, but like we're trying to get something from people. We're attached to a result rather than actually just being curious, being in the moment, being in the experience. Like you actually get to impact people's lives and have authentic, real, meaningful connections, even with people that aren't aligned with you when you are just in your body, in the experience, not attached 
attach to the moment. And so I got to have experience of contrasting experiences with someone else who felt really aligned. And how do I know that? Well, it's, I feel relaxed. I feel happy. I feel comfortable. It's easy. Every time I'm I'm around this person, my whole like system feels calm. And it's so I'm like, Ooh, this is beautiful. And instead of going into the future of like, where's this going? Oh, I better lock this down or, Oh, this feels good. I need to capture this person. I get to just be in the experience. And then I get to feel all those nudges. And if my intuition at some point is like, Oh, this doesn't feel good. I'll feel it because I'm actually in the experience. And even better, I get to feel the pleasure of the experience. Like it's so beautiful. And I actually just get to feel the pleasure of being in myself and getting having a beautiful connection with someone else and not making it mean something. And there the church bells are going. God agrees. <laughs> so like you ha- in order to... Yep. Can you still hear me through the church? Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> you have to break codependency. You're getting cheer. You're getting like cheered on. Yeah, <laughs> God is cheering. Um, it's, <laughs> I think of the the you know most women are are dating for validation to prove that yes. they're good enough, to prove that they're worthy, to prove that they're lovable, to try and get something, and you know, and and then we pedestal the other person or we blame them, even with the the one that didn't feel aligned. I didn't blame him. I was like, oh yeah, that communication style actually is not going to work for me. Like that just doesn't feel good. And you know, I've studied a lot about communication, and I I think I'm pretty good at it. And I'm not um, I'm not in a place where I'm going to date continue dating someone who communicates in that way. It's just a no for me. It's not that he's a wrong and bad person. He is who he is based on his life experience. And there's nothing wrong with who's being, it just didn't feel aligned with me. So it's, um, it, it's like, as long as we stay in that codependency of thinking that once I get the relationship, then I'm going to feel good, then I'm going to feel worthy, then I'm going to feel lovable. Yeah. You will never trust yourself because you're sourcing. It's like being a vampire. You're sourcing, getting your, your feel good energy from someone else. And that is not sustainable because eventually they're going to trigger the shit out of you. And then you're going to also source your pain from them. But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and you will never feel good enough. You will never feel lovable. You'll never feel worthy if that's how you're dating. Oh my God. I just, I'm going to, I want to have a, like, are you being a an, uh, dating vampire? That was really good. But like, like women need to own, like that was just so powerful. And I mean, I, I, it drives me crazy. Like this recognition of if we're on empty, we are sucking people dry, you know? And the truth of not trusting yourself is about externalizing your sense of self-worth. Like that's one aspect of it, right? I'm worthy only if things are happening outside of me, you make the idea of a right or wrong way to live. That's the moment you're going to lose your self-trust. And that this idea that you can somehow control life, right? Like if you don't, like you said, if you don't trust yourself, you don't trust life. And it, and in my experience, I will say, cause my path was trusting life first. Like this is one of those like chicken or the egg. Like you can oh. feel into where you need to lean, like building faith out, like building faith through a spiritual practice helped me eventually get to trusting myself. Whereas of course I've had clients who started with trusting themselves and then that led to having faith. So there is like freedom around that, but it's all the same because without trust, you are going to control. 
everything. And if we feel the pain of not trusting yourself, that's what fuels shame, right? This idea of I've done something wrong. I I can't even tell you half, probably most of the clients actually have ever had in the past 10 years around dating. They'll say, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Right. As, as if, and this is the thing that kills me about YouTube dating advice as if there's a right way to do it, which then always guarantees a result and (laughs) trusting yourself in love starts with knowing yourself. Attachment styles are important to know. It's not about pathologizing yourself. It's not about labeling yourself, but if you have an anxious attachment adaptation and you're talking to your friend who has an avoidant attachment adaptation, that's not going to go over well to help each other because you have two completely different sets of trauma and two completely different sets of ideologies and two completely different nervous systems around relationship, right? I have had my anxiously attached adapt, you know, people say to me, I wish I could be more like their avoidant friend who's a little more aloof and and who can have sex without, without forming an attachment. And it's like, but even those comments, right? I wish I could be the cool girl. I wish I could not make X, Y, Z a big deal, right? Women have been telling themselves forever, right? I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be too intense with now with sexuality, even like, oh, I guess what's the cool thing to do now? Put your body all over social media. And that somehow means sexual liberation. That's one aspect of it. You don't have to do that in order to be liberated yourself. You know, my, it's interesting. My mom is here this week and I talked about this with her about, she used to make comments to me that would be like this. She'd say, why can't you be like X girl at school? Why can't you be more like the neighbor who was behaving a certain way? Because she literally was saying to me like, wow, like sometimes I notice that it's hard for you to trust yourself <laughs> around the baby, like around the baby. So we were having this conversation and I'm like, yeah, I'm still healing. I'm still figuring it out because that has impact. If you yeah. were told that who you are is not enough, right? It's my job to love Madeline enough to say exactly who she is, is exactly enough and worthy. And then she doesn't owe me anything in her life. It's not my job to control her behavior all the time. It's my job to be with whatever feelings I have that come up as I'm caring for her. That's mine, not to project it onto her. Most women are projecting past experiences onto their current circumstance and then calling that reality, right? Yeah. They're, and they're saying, if I just do the right thing, then I can get a man to love me. That's why we have this podcast. Because you and I looked at the world and said, what the fuck? around dating advice and how this idea that it's a woman's job to get a man, get him to commit to you, get him to like you. We can't find ourselves in a sea of other people's ideas. And if you're struggling to trust yourself, it's showing up with comparing yourself to other people, a constant fear of failure, trying to be perfect you know, thinking there's a right or wrong way to do things. And you're probably the person who's, who's not only binging our podcast, but then not doing anything about it, but you probably have 15,000 dating books on your shelves. Mm. <laughs> like transformation takes time, right? We all want the quick fix, right? And 
you know, you and I both work with people for long periods of time because it takes time to mm-hmm. unravel. It takes time to be able to come home to yourself to, to stop looking outside because the world's trying to grab your attention all the time. Right. I mean, the phone's listening to you when you talk for crying out loud to give you ads about the things that you want to buy. <laughs> like there's a million things to grab your attention. And the last thing I want to offer in top of a journaling practice that changed your changed my life, meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation is the answer. And I can hear all of you saying like, well, I'm bad at it. I started meditating by literally counting to 60, mm-hmm. by breathing and counting to 60. Now I meditate in silence for 15 minutes. My meditation practice evolved from listening to a song for three minutes because that would be all I could bear. Again, there's not a good or bad meditation. Meditation doesn't mean I can sit with no thoughts. Meditation means I can sit and watch the compulsion to itch, the compulsion to think about other things, the compulsion to control something, the compulsion to wonder if I'm doing it right and to keep breathing so that I can feel myself. That is the practice. Meditation is one way to actually come home, but also you will stop externalizing your sense of self-worth when you spend every day learning how to actually pour into yourself. And that's what Kate and I help people do what it actually looks like, not just like these cute ideas about self-love, but how do I actually nurture my sense of self every single day? And it starts with shutting out the outside world for little moments of the day. Don't look at your fucking phone when you first wake up in the morning and then expect yourself to have a good day. You won't. Yeah. You won't. <laughs> I love that you brought in meditation because it's like what it's creating spaciousness inside of yourself. And if you can't meditate, all that means is you can't be with yourself. And if you can't be with yourself, you're never going to trust yourself. So like the more time you can I go, I go meditate and my meditations up at Philippopo. I know I talk about it a lot, the mountain that overlooks the Acropolis. Um in Athens where I live. When I go up there, I was up there today and Mm. it is such a profound experience because I take my shoes off. Obviously this will be different in the winter. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, (laughs) But in the winter, you know, if you can still go in nature, go in nature. That's such an, it's for me, it drops me in way quicker. My, I put my feet on the rock that I'm sitting on. I sit on this big, like the rocks of the mountain. And um, I, today I was listening to just like spiritual music, but often I'll listen to like seventies ballads or whatever and sing. Sometimes I'll Mm -hmm. sing, sometimes I'll write, sometimes I'll sit, sometimes I'll do all three. I kind of just let myself, sometimes I'll do like spine movements. Um, I'll, I'll do, let myself do whatever, but it's really about being with self and plugging into self and being in relationship with self. And, you know, the more you can separate your, your, the stories in your mind, like writing out all these stories of who you should be or what you should do or who you should ask or what advice you should take should 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 like if the word should is in there it's not you and so we have two selves we have our false self false sense of self your saboteur your false identity that's protective mechanisms you built to protect that little kid inside who was hurt over and over and over again and you learned how to be controlling or perfect or how to be um you know how to shape shift around different people or whatever you learned how to do all these things to keep yourself safe as a little girl. Um, so you have that self and then you have who you really are. So if you want to trust yourself, get to know who you are and get to know who you are by slowing down and taking care of yourself and getting to know what lights you up and what you desire and following those nudges when something feels off listening, practicing, staying in the experience of dating rather than being in the future. You don't have to worry about the future. Every time you think about the future, just say, 
thanks angels. I'm going to give this or universe or the divine or the source or whoever you want to call it. I'm going to give this one to you. I know you've got it. Thanks for showing me the way. Thanks for your guidance. And I love that you said it doesn't matter if it's coming from your self-trust first or divine trust. Mine was self-trust and that opened me up to believing that the, to seeing how divinely supported I am and how magic life is. I just got a message from a client right before we hit record and she was, she did the reclamation at several times last year. And she was like, oh my God, I can't even make this stuff up. Like, oh, she's at the airport on her way to Cuba and all these magical things are happening along the way. She's like, I was all anxious running around looking for Starbucks. And I, and then all of a sudden when I stopped and felt my body and felt my feet and relaxed and went a different direction, just listened to my body. I took me to a Cuban cafe and it was like Havana nights or Havana something. And, and she's on her way to Cuba. So she's like, I can't make this stuff up. There's just magic nonstop when she's home in her body, when she's trusting herself, when she slows down, when she's not in everybody else's world, worrying about how to be perfect or how to have the perfect life for everyone else. Like when you feel that pressure, of the timeline or, oh, I've been in a relationship a long time. We should be married or, oh, in this age, I should be doing this thing. It's like when that pressure creep creeps up on you, write it out, vent it out in your, in your journal and come back to your center. Because if, if you're making choices from that place of pressure, it's not you and you're not going to be happy and your mind will tell you otherwise. And then you'll be miserable in the midst of it. So build trust by following your truth and building a relationship with the divine. And once you follow yourself and your truth, you get to see how supported you are. Life is freaking magical. There are, there is so much for you to experience when you're inside of yourself. You have so many gifts. You have a big freaking purpose. Everyone does. There's so much magic that you're big love and big connections and relationships and sisterhood and things that you're meant to experience in this lifetime, but you miss it if you're busy you know, putting your trust outside of yourself and in everything else. So, and if you don't trust yourself, how could you possibly know who and what is good for you? Yeah. You know, I, I keep, I, I, I really am blown away by the life changing decisions women will make when they don't know themselves, Yes. you know, and, and I, I still to this day, cause I was talking about my talking to my mom about this because both of my sisters are getting married this year. And I just, I, you know, I said to her, I knew who I was marrying, you know, like I, yes, I was young. Yes. There were, you know, things cause my, cause we were talking about things that we were worried about with my sisters. And I was like, I get that there were things that you were worried about me, but I walked down the aisle knowing who I was marrying. Yes. I did not know what was going to happen in our lives. I did not know the things that we would endure and, and go through together. I, I just knew the character of who he was. I knew who I was enough to say, I know what I value and I know what I need. So in, in closing, you can feel trusting yourself in love is being able to own what's actually true for you. Not saying, I wish I could be like other girls. I wish I wasn't so needy. I wish I could slow down. It's being able to actually take responsibility for that. Like that's what being a, re a, a parent to yourself is, is saying, okay, if I know myself and I know that I attach really easily, I do have to wait to have sex with someone, not because I'm following a fucking rule, but because that's, what's good for me and what I need. Right. I knew myself. I wanted to be married. Not because I gave a shit what other people thought about being married, not because I was addicted to having an engagement ring and because I wanted wedding photos all over Facebook. I knew that who I am is a monogamous 
long-term person that I wanted to have the experience of going through my life with one person evolving and growing. And I knew I wanted children, not because I was pressured to do so, or because I thought that's what women are supposed to do. That's what was true for me. I had a boyfriend who said to me, I'm fine seeing you once every three months. <laughs> right. J- Jamie, that's that. like, we broke up with right. him saying that. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah, I'm someone who wants to live with their partner. <laughs> like, like this, this isn't going to work, right? We have different systems. I didn't make him wrong. I didn't attack him and say, oh, he's a fucking avoidant. And he's this and he's that. It's, oh, he's wired differently than me. We want different things. Imagine if you don't make someone wrong for what they desire in relationship. Maybe there's people in your life who don't want a relationship or they are. And we have had polyamorous people on the, on the podcast There are a thousand different ways to do life and do relationships. Find your way and learn how to say what I need is not wrong and not too much. And what I desire is not wrong and not too much, right? There's nothing wrong with you. But if you are plagued by comparing yourself with other people, that's a big sign you don't trust yourself. If you are obsessing about reading information about what the right thing to do is in order to get a commitment and get a man, you don't trust yourself. And if you don't know how to speak for yourself, right? If you don't know how to say, this is who I am, this is what I need. What do you think about that, right? That this is what's important to me, what's important to you. If you don't know how to own that, how can you be dating? Like how, I, I don't even know. Like the, when, especially when I think of the shapeshifter, I mean, it's just such a, a painful way to live and there is no quick fix around this. My loves like Kate and I continue to share our own vulnerabilities about the things that we're learning. Motherhood has been a whole thing for me about remi- learning how to trust myself in this way. And being compassionate is also the answer, right? Like you, you can decide right now as you're listening to this episode, like, okay, I'm going to practice looking at all the ways I look outside of myself and having compassion for myself when I do it. Like, you don't even have to start trying to change the behavior right now. You can just, I want you to do this actually watch yourself for a day. And how often you look outside of yourself, how often you reach for the phone, how often you call your friends for advice, how often you Google something and see if, okay, maybe tomorrow I'll do that today. I'll watch how much I do that today. And tomorrow I'll practice noticing when I want to reach and reaching for my journal instead, or bringing my hand to my heart instead and practice with little decisions. Then you'll know around dating, but it's, it's a big, loud world that it's going to have a plan, you know, for you. And it, only you can decide to get off the, tr- somebody else's train right? And, and find your own, learn how to drive your own car, drive your own train, be responsible for your own life. And that's what we want for you more than anything else. Yeah. The world will always pull you away from yourself always. Always. And so, but, but it can't when you're anchored, like that's the thing when women say, I lost myself in relationship. It's like, you didn't lose yourself. You didn't have yourself to begin with. If Mm. you feel like you lost yourself when you are anchored inside of yourself, you, there might be a moment where you're pulled into someone else's world or you're pulled, but you, you always know how to come back because you know, the difference in how it feels. And so, yeah, get to know your own soul. That's it. That's the new truth 101. Get to know yourself and you'll trust yourself and you'll love yourself and celebrate yourself and surround yourself with other women who do too. Women who ask questions and get curious instead of tell you what to do. So love you so much. Love you so much. 
share this episode with a woman in need and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.